0: Hello and welcome to the Bids Tenders and Proposals Podcast. Here you will get insights on how to write successful bids, how to do business with government, and things to avoid in your submissions. Here is your host Arvind Lau, who has evaluated thousands of tenders as part of his work and continues to provide technical advice and training to a number of government organizations and private sector on tendering, procurement, negotiations and contract management. So, let's get started. Today's episode is brought to you by BidHQ.com.au. BidHQ is a platform where you can manage all your bids in one place and collaborate with your team to create the best bid responses. Sign up for a free trial at BidHQ.com.au. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Bid Tenders and Proposals podcast. In today's episode, we'll be talking about why you would consider tendering for work. Why would you want to be in a competitive environment with your business to be able to bid for work, write proposals, and Windows tenders. But before we dive into the details of this episode, I just thought I'll give you a bit of an overview of this podcast and why I've decided to share my knowledge on this medium. Well, I have been in the bid standards and proposals game for a long time and I've worked with local government for a number e- number of years and I continue to work with local government as a technical advisor. Uh, I do a lot of training for local government and also for the private sector. And I continue to work for a number of organizations on bids, tenders and proposals, as well as, you know, helping them with the process of uh, procurement and also negotiation of large contracts. So obviously, I have evaluated thousands of tenders and as a result of that, I've seen a lot of good tenders, bad tenders and of course some in between and I found out through this process for the businesses to see what are some of the things that really works and what are some of the things that really don't work in tenders uh, and proposals and bids. There are a lot of actually very very capable businesses capable in the sense that they are very capable of doing the work however they fail to meet some basic requirements of tenders or requirements of bids or requirements of writing proposals and as a result they fail to get the work which means that there are capable businesses out there that are not getting work because they just are not good at writing bids or they don't understand the basics of writing bids or they don't understand the government legislations, the government rules and regulations around procurement and they they sometimes miss out on technicality. So what I've decided is through this process of these Series of podcasts that I will be doing. I will try and get some experts from the industry have worked for the government or done work for government, you know, and um, see if if I can interview them through this uh, through this podcast and find out from them some of the nitty gritty details of some of the things that they can share and some of the businesses that can learn from it and some of the the government industries can learn from it to see how we can collectively get better. And of course, I will be sharing a number of those things with you through the interviews of people so that you can get uh, the insight on, on some of these things. So if you care to join us in feature and can listen to us on Apple Podcast, obviously uh, Spotify, Google Podcast, or any other, other apps that you, you may use to listen to the podcast, you can also get access to the podcast and the notes Uh, on each of these episodes from BidSmart.com.au. So I've created a website, BidSmart.com.au, which I will be publishing all this on so that you can actually get access to it as well. So without further ado, let's dive into today's episode on why would you tender for services? Why would you write proposals? Why would you be in the bids game? Why would you be in a competitive market for your business? Okay, let's look at why you would want your business to bid for contracts. Or why would you want your business in the tendering in the first place? You're probably perfectly happy with the work that you're getting. If you're getting a good stream of work and you are not looking to expand your business to the next level, then perhaps bidding for work is not not something that you'd be going for. But the reality is every business needs to progress to the next level you need to compete for work there are a number of organizations probably similar to yours that are going for businesses that you are going for as well and perhaps you are only doing work that you are able to get through word of mouth through the people that you know but At some stage, your business grows to a point where you want to go for the businesses that you need to bid for, which is a more competitive process. So let's look at why you would want to tender. Well, it is no secret that you need to win business to stay in business. So let's look at some of these opportunities that tendering actually presents. So the first one is opportunity to get business that are not available any other way. Well, you might say, well, why wouldn't they be available any other way? Well, regulated organizations usually procure goods and services through a competitive process. That's it. So things like any government department, local government, you know, let, let me just run through some of these regulated businesses. You know, they are, you know, all levels of government like federal, state and local government any publicly listed companies so uh, any charities any not for profit organization and numerous government subsidiaries these organizations they all deal with public funds so any organization that deals with public funds now let let me come back to say publicly listed companies you might have thousands and thousands of shareholders so they all want a competitive process to be undertaken so that there is no nobody just gives any work to someone without, you know, this is, I'm talking about, you know, millions of dollars worth of work to someone without going through a tender process. So opportunity to get business that are not available any other way is one of the reasons. So all government work, and there are billions and billions and billions of dollars worth of work that can only be accessed through a bidding process, whether it be a very simple tendering process, or it be a simple proposal that you need to put in or you have to go out through a full-blown expressions of interest then a competitive tender process a public tender process where you are bidding against international companies as well so so that's one of the reasons why you'd want to get into tendering and you'd want to get really good at tendering so that you are able to get work now next one is opportunity to demonstrate the capabilities of your organization you might say well why would i want to demonstrate the capabilities of my organizations well if you are not able to convey to uh, your potential customers as to what you are able to do and how your company is able to do the work, then chances are that's basically where you stop. You, don't, you are not able to demonstrate to the organizations that actually procure work through bidding process that you are in the game. You really need to get into the tendering game to be able to, you're perhaps not going to win the first one, but maybe the second one the third one and that's how you get known so even if you are unsuccessful you will get known and you increase your chances of winning the next next time around i've personally seen companies that i didn't know about them when i have actually looked at the a list of tender, tenders that have put in the bid for a particular work and i look at it and i say oh gee i didn't know about that particular company and all of a sudden that company is known and you think, oh, I didn't know they actually did A, B, C. And the next time you're tendering for that work or you're bidding, you're requesting a proposal for a certain type of work and that company actually puts a bid in, then you know that they are capable. You actually tend to know them. And as the saying goes, people like to do business with people that they now like and trust. And this is one of the opportunities that you have to actually build that now like, trust factor with your customers. The next one is bidding for work actually improves your standards. So bidding, writing a bids, writing tenders actually improves your standard because by virtue of bidding for work, you raise your standards because you are now competing with other businesses. So you raise your standard to meet the minimum requirements such as the health and safety requirements, which would be the actual mandatory requirements of that particular request for proposal or request for tender. So you wouldn't bid for work If your company did not meet the minimum requirement and you will not be bidding for work if your company is not accredited. So by virtue of actually bidding for work, you actually get your company accredited, you actually raise your standards, you actually get your policies in place so that it actually meets the requirements of the tenders and you you actually improve the standards of your company because you are going from now competition. Competition always brings the best out of people so when you're competing for work and you're writing bids you actually are going to make very concerted effort to make your company look better and you are going to get your house in order, you're going to get your policies right, you're going to get all your standards right so that you will then compete with the other businesses who already would have had some of those experiences. So by actually going for work through a competitive process of bidding and tendering and proposals, you will actually improve the standard of your company. The next one is winning the bids. Well, aside from the obvious, if you are going to bid for work, chances are you're going to win the work. So, uh, And the more bidding you do, the more chances you have to win, except if you are not writing good bids or if you're just putting in something really substandard knowingly, in which case I would recommend that you wouldn't even try. So uh, winning bid gives you the revenue and the growth. It's quite an obvious thing that the more tenders you win, the more revenue you get i mean of course there are risks that comes with every work that you do but if you have calculated the risks through your tender process which we will talk about some in some of the later episodes you will be able to build your staff your company and of course Uh, have excellent experience which in turn will improve the depth of your company of course the revenue and the growth you get a bigger share of the market uh, you become more competitive and you build up a portfolio of projects that you can use as case studies in future now tendering or bidding for work also gives you more opportunity to generate more business the contract that you win more often than not, gets extended. A lot of the times you get a contract, the contract will get extended as a result of the tender process. So if you put the effort in at the beginning to actually win the work, a lot of the times you actually gain much more than what you bid for because you get additional work through this thing. Uh, You also get retained business. I would assume that you would do a good job on the contract so that you can build on it and uh, you build a good relationship with your customer and therefore, you are able to actually get retained business. So when you bid for work with another company, you can also use this as your reference. So your existing customers often very would be very happy to recommend you if you do a good job. I have... Um, in my in my own business, you know, the retained business is, is probably oh, 80 to 90 percent of my business because of the people that uh, have recommended me or people that have seen me, people that have seen my work, people that understand the way I work, people that uh, resonate with me, the things that I do. Um, some of the companies that I do training with, they want me to come back when they have new group of people They want me to train. So I'm able to actually do the work for them without even having to put a lot of effort in tendering so actually you generate more work once you get work so winning bids will also give you the leverage towards the next bid where you can build on the experience and the knowledge you have gained on the current one so you can actually then take that into the new proposal a lot of the times you can actually utilize uh, the examples from your bids that you had won previously and actually put that forward to say that you would propose to do this thing based your knowledge and experience. I normally, when I write my proposals, I actually use that quite a lot because I bring in a lot of my knowledge that I gained from the previous one into the current proposal that I I do. And I always tell my customers that, The next project that I do is going to be better than the last one. And I always tell them that I am learning. I'm continuously learning. And the things that I have learned in the last project, I will make sure that I'll utilize it. The thing is, you build up so much knowledge and experience through doing the work that you can't possibly do it from just reading about it or Or just going to the university so the actual experience that you gain from the work that you win is going to be far more valuable the next one is you improve your tender writing skills and it's quite obvious that once you start to write tenders you get better at writing tenders and once you win tenders you get even better at writing tenders because now you know what the winning formula is or what led you to to win that particular contract and it gives you the experience of having written a winning bid or even if you have failed in that particular bid it still gives you that experience of knowing where you failed. I would assume that if you do fail in not winning a project a contract from from your tendering or bidding you would go back and actually you'd want to find out from the government department or whoever you've been tendering with you would want to find out exactly why you have not won that. And a lot of the times they'll give you some of the insights on some of the reasons why you haven't built it. We'll talk about that at some of the later uh, episodes on debriefing. But essentially, by writing tenders, you get better at writing tenders. You build a reputation. You build your network of people. You then refine in the trade and dominate the market because you now know uh, what works and what doesn't work. And when you write the next bid, you draw upon your experience of the contract you have won or the contracts that you you might have just missed out on. So in summary, some of the reasons why you'd want to bid for work or bid for contract are number one, opportunity to get business that are not available any other way. So bidding for work in a competitive tender process is the only way you can get work from the government departments, publicly listed companies, charities, not-for-profit and numerous other government bodies. Number two was opportunity to demonstrate your capabilities to an organization. So whether you win or lose or or don't make the cut, you're still putting your your foot forward as as your company, uh, as a known company. Uh, The next one was number three, improves your standard. So by actually bidding for work, you improve your standard. Number four was winning bid gives you the revenue and the growth. That's quite obvious. So, you know, once you if you are actually bidding for work, you're likely to win you win, you get business, you get growth, you get revenue. And the number five was you generate more business by actually tendering for work. And number six is you improve your tender writing skills. So these are some of the reasons why you'd want to bid for work, a bid for competitive process so that your business can grow, your business can get better and your business can be in the market for those government tenders, which are not accessible through any other process. Thank you for joining us on this episode and I hope that you found this information that I've shared with you valuable. I want to wish you all the very best with your tendering. Remember you can get the show notes at bidsmart.com.au and of course don't forget to let us know if there are any specific topics that you want us to address. You can contact us via the bidsmart.com.au website. Until next time, good luck with your bids, tenders and proposals.